0: Anxiety. I was just listening to the immortal words of men at work there, our anthem, I suppose, in Australia, down under uh, the Australia to America's Cup record smashing winged kill thing that sort of was, you know, made Australia a bit of a legend in that sport during the 80s and it polarised the nation, brought us all together and, you know, a real symbol of the happy times that we've had in this country due to our incredible sporting achievements us aussies we really are pretty good at playing sport aren't we you know considering there's about five of us you know compared to the rest of the world's massive populations i like the way they were talking about traveling in a fried out combi because that's how i feel a lot of the time you know a lot of people say martin you grumpy old man and it's not just me Yeah, you know, i can be a little bit on the grumpy side but you'll find a lot of people in the automotive game uh, do get fairly grumpy and fairly fried out like that combi um and is it their fault i suppose it is or it isn't but we do we do seem to put up with an awful lot i mean we're not like doctors where people come to us because there's something wrong with them and we either fix them or they die you know when we fix them they're very very happy and when they die oh well you know shit happens but everyone dies it's just a matter of when (laughs) um yeah but you see when you're dealing with with people's cars, particularly performance cars, and particularly when you're doing performance modifications to them, you're dealing with their extension, you're dealing with their uh, love, you're dealing with their pride and joy, and it all can become very fractious very quickly. And because we're not as qualified as doctors, normally, unless you're, I suppose you're a doctor of uh, mechanical engineering or some such uh, similar kind of thing, um, we do tend to... Uh, come under the scrutiny of plenty of uh, facebook youtube whatever experts and i suppose doctors are getting that now too aren't they since everyone's become an ep- epidemiologist uh, you know some people had to study actually universities get top marks and spend years and then go on and specialize to be an epidemiologist now you've got to watch 10 YouTubes, three bit shoots and nine Facebook posts. And you are ready to start talking to the world about COVID vaccines, viruses. And once you're done with that, you use your uh, online degree in international affairs to then uh, graduate to Afghanistan. (laughs) There's been a lot of that. I mean, you know, sad situation, sad humanitarian situation, but there's so many bloody experts. Shut up. Will you? Um, and, and you know it's been like it's it's only that been that way for the international affairs and the doctors recently it's been like that for us car guys for pretty much forever we have you know borne the brunt of um people knowing better than us and quite frankly that's why when you start talking to people in a workshop environment about uh performing upgrades on your car that's why they can get a little fractious at times and seem a little grumpy because you know for example today i had a guy he rang up, and he meant, well, it's not his fault. He's seen that we do a bit at the roll racing, and we have, you know, we've done pretty well there, and we've got some pretty pretty good units that we take there, and, you know, they have all of the love, care, and, and cash input they need um, heaped on them to do what they do. But he wanted to go roll racing, and he wanted to win, and he started saying, hey, do you do any mechanical work on Fords? And I said, like, well, look, you know, um, we do, but we're mainly uh, performance tuners, you know, I can put you in touch with people that you know do mechanical if need be. He goes, it's an XR6 Turbo. I said, yeah, look, you know, we've done a bit with them quite successfully. Tell me a bit about your XR6 Turbo and what's been done to it. Well, first, first, I haven't bought it yet. Now, it's always a good way late on a hot afternoon to get me going. So you want to waste half an hour of my time talking to me when you haven't even bought the car. At least have the car. Well, have one like, on the way. No, I haven't bought it yet. And what is it? What's been done to it? Oh, it's a Territory Turbo and it's totally stock. I said, well, okay, uh, right. I said, how many Ks it done? He goes, oh, 180,000. So I'm thinking, stuffed, right? Okay. 10, 15-year-old, 15-year-old car, um, 180,000 Ks. Probably one or two careful owners and several careless ones, as we like to say in the trade. The whole front end will be falling out of it. or Every bush will be stuffed in it. The hubs will be stuffed. The brakes will be, um, you know, shuddery and wobbly. It, it'll be stuffed, right? I don't care how much love it's had heaped on it. And I said, okay, well, what do you want to do? Do you just want to take it out to roll racing? And he goes, yeah, I'd like to take it out there. And I said, well, how competitive do you want it? Well, I'd like to be? Well, I'd like to, you know, be right up there. I said, oh, oh. And he goes, why oh? And I said, well, you're going to need a considerable budget for that. And he goes, well, what sort of budget you're talking about? And I said, well, probably 150,000. Uh, uh, and he thought instantly, I was smoking crack. But was I? Let's have a look at it. First, you got to uh, build an engine for it. It's 180,000k uh, Falcon engine isn't going to win any awards for making a thousand horsepower. Sorry, I know that, you know there is as much legend surrounding the Barra as. There is around men at work single that we played on the way in here, but the reality is there are no free lunches. An and 180,000K old engine is generally ready for very, very light modifications or the bin, uh, maybe in that order too. So you've got to build him a complete engine. Complete engine, good rotator, top end, uh, done right. So that's going to be like 25 grand. Then you're going to need to build a trans to go behind it. You know, let's just say it's going to be mm, 10. It says 35 grand. Then we're going to want to do something with the driveline to handle the power. So let's spend another 15. So what are we up to? What did I say? Let's just say driveline, engine, and everything done, probably 50. But we haven't got the engine running yet, so we're going to need to set it up. I probably want to go a Haltech on something like that big fuel system supporting mods oh yeah in and out bit of labor you know so yeah we're probably looking at we're up to 65 70 to do that before we really get into tuning it do you see where i'm going here this guy's not going to happen there's also a lot of labor in this whole process this guy's not going to have any change out of 100 grand it's not easy if you want to go out and beat thousand horsepower at the wheel cars you're going to need more Particularly when you're pushing a brick through the air, a big heavy brick at that. So you you see that the logic doesn't really line up, and this is where we run into problems. So that's just that's just one example of it. And you know the guy left thinking I was a dickhead, and he may or may not be right. I often say that, but. Uh, that's reality there's no point in like honey dicking them at the candy shop and saying oh yeah a few grand here a few grand there you'll be right and then the guy goes out there and he, he doesn't even make it to the eliminations before the thing's crapped itself so you can't do that you've got to be honest and you know i didn't really want the job anyway because we've got so much on our plate here but i had to be honest with the guy and that honesty is sometimes breeds discontent between you and the client And there is a lot of that going on with COVID at the moment. People want to, you know, uh, press their own sort of agendas and their buttons and their experts because they've had time during lockdown. And there's nothing wrong with people researching their bills. I keep saying this and you've got to research your bills. But don't uh, get on the phone of someone or on Facebook to someone that knows what they're doing, you know, whether that is or isn't me, and then just make a point of telling them that you know better. Just don't even make the contact in the first place if that's what you want to do. And everyone will live happier and longer lives do you get me now that's not a rant and that's not being grumpy but it's up there with like you know um i really need to quote to tune my car yeah okay we do that what sort of car is it well is that important well yeah it is no they tell you oh it's been previously tuned um okay who tuned it you know just so you know what you're dealing with don't want to tell you right okay That's pretty handy. What's done to it? Does that matter? Well, yeah, it does. So Why the hell are you ringing me when you don't want to tell me anything? It's like going to the doctor and the doctor says, well, what's wrong with you? Where does it hurt? You go, well, that's none of your business. Well, what are you doing there in the first place if that's the way you are? It's give and take. And there are grumpy old bastards like me that are just like, well, why are you ringing me, mate? Have you ever heard a truck reverse? And they go, no. And you hang up the phone. It goes beep, beep they've heard a truck reverse then you know what i mean it's give and take and everyone's got to learn to get along a little bit better particularly in the car industry when there's so much ego emotion i know best and all of that involved everyone just needs to take a chill pill calm down be friends listen to a bit of bob marley yo and relax which brings me to one of my points for today and that point is i found the right person remember I was looking for someone to help me out with some upcoming projects and I found this guy he was actually an in-house guy um, that I'm sharing I'm sharing his workload with I'm not sharing him <laughs> as such and he is great I've been very impressed with him his name he listens to all of these epic casts his name is Aloklan Amodio and he's 26 or 27 years old I forgot how old you are lucky but you're young you're like half my age right and he's got this really annoying quality that he's really enthusiastic and he actually loves cars and i'm thinking wow it's not going to be long before we can beat that out of you is it <laughs> just hang around me and then i thought about it this guy loves cars to the point and boats and anything with an engine in it and he listens to all these happy cars and he comes and he asks me questions during his breaks And they're serious questions, and I try, I try and answer them because being dismissive or being rude or being a smart ass about it probably isn't the right thing to do because you see, I'm on the, well, he's on the precipice here. He's come to work with me, and that's either going to go one way or the other for him. He's either going to learn something from me if there's anything at all that I could teach him. He is a qualified mechanic. I am not. He's a dealership trained mechanic. I am not. Um, So he's either going to learn something from me when it comes to a bit of, I suppose, design and and a bit of tuning stuff and and some things like that. Or I'm just going to totally ruin him to the point where he hates cars in 15 minutes and he turns into, he graduates into a nasty, cynical old bastard like me. And I've decided, because I quite like Lockie, I mean, he has some vices which we will cover, like, for example, drinking Farmer's Union iced coffee and lots of it. And he also has a very uh, infectious laugh. (laughs) And uh <laughs> I'm sure you're laughing when you're listening to this, Lockie. But he's always bloody happy, right? He's always happy. I've seen him pissed, you know, once or twice at things. But not like me, where it's 99.9% of the day. He's got that infectious, happy, smile and laughing streak to him that is just so bloody rare these days. That I've decided what I'm going to do is actually cultivate this streak in him. Rather than beat it out of him and ruin him. So... I've been coming up with things, ways I can take you. Know, this is, I don't have any sons myself, and, and if I did, I probably wouldn't want them to get into this industry, but, and my girls are uh, thankfully much smarter than wanting to go anywhere near motor cars. But I think here's my opportunity to pass something along to someone and try and reset the generation uh, that, you know, a lot of younger guys now, I just think they're, in, in you know, insta-gangster hustlers... And that's just bullshit, you know, calling themselves OGs and all this stuff. You know, you're not. You haven't seen half of the problems that I've seen. And, you know, that's not because I'm brilliant. It's because I've been around a bloody long time. And, yeah, if I'm old, that's fair enough. However, I've got now I've got a chance to pass some of what I know onto, onto someone that is still pliable and enthusiastic. So it's my little project now to work out ways to deal with Lockie to turn him into the new generation of um automotive technician that loves cars loves his work loves doing a great job and loves talking to people now is it possible to be all of those things i would think probably not in my experience but he's infectious enough in his qualities and his character that he probably has a chance of doing it so over the next you know few weeks and months i'm going to be uh I'm going to be uh, reporting in how Lockie's development's going as a, a mini-me troublemaker <laughs> and all-round a good guy. So it's going to be there's going to be some fun times ahead for us there. So yeah, it's not all doom and gloom for me. I think we got to reset this industry a little bit, and it's guys like Lockie that are going to be doing it. He has no interest in drift, and he has no interest in popcorn tunes even though he is actually building a drift car for someone at the moment, but, you know, that's because that's what he's paid to do. What he wants to do, because he is actually trained as a Toyota um, hybrid slash EV technician, so he knows not to, you know, lick his fingers and stick them across the terminals. He knows the right uh, safety techniques and he knows the right procedures so that should something go wrong, he stands a fair chance of surviving it, which I think is a great thing. Um, So we're going to report back in from time to time and tell you how Lockie's going. And, you know, I've chucked him right in the deep end. He's he's assisting me on three of our big EV projects. Is it three or two at this point in time? But there's a third one in the wings. And, um, yeah, he's just learning fast. So at the moment, I'm doing some of the design with, with help from Gareth. And Lockie is doing the implementation. And what he's done so far he's done a really good job you know we're talking about stuff that needs a lot of input stuff like uh, designing battery trays you know you can't just cable type batteries up under a platform and expect it to work you need to you need to make special trays for them to to uh, isolate them from the elements allow proper thermal um react reaction for cooling um you need to work out that you know the stuff's got to be of like over engineered and of oe quality almost so that you know the things don't drop out drag along the ground and spark some huge bloody disaster and fire because i'm sure the media would love to report on if there was anything to do with me then we got to deal with issues such as nvh noise vibration and harshness and isolation of vibration and um fatigue over time and there's you know we're basically designing a mini car here and you know we are using a lot of the OE that's already in this diesel powered thing but we're looking at it you know we're so lucky here at powertech tuning and the powertech energy group of companies that we've got a lot of exposure um, to EVs so we can say wow how how would we do this? If Lockie says to me, How do you how do you reckon we should do this? I would say, Well, how has Tesla done it? And we'll pop the Tesla up on the hoist and we'll have a look how Tesla's done it. So we get a really good set of playbooks to work from. Our other project that's a little bit faster um, is going to be like how did rimac do it? Or how did they do it in a plaid? Mainly more like Rimac. So, John, Munro, if you're listening to this, I think we really need a Nevera on the fleet because it would make me happy. It would make you happy having the world's fastest toaster sitting in the driveway. What do you reckon, everyone? Well, back on to fast toasters. No one has managed to do anything half decent with a Plaid yet. I think the record is still 9-1, set by someone that gutted the interior. But no one has got to uh, the point where they're knocking on the door of an eight-second pass, and that has really, really surprised me, um, such as the torque management that's in these engines uh, or the power units and the powertrain controllers, the, the Plaid. It would seem that breaking into the eights is going to be a lot a lot harder than i thought you can get them to like nine two as a dead standard car you can gut them and the you put drag radials on them and by the looks they run a nine two you can gut them and they run a nine one but there's no significant you know i haven't seen 158 mile an hour yet or 156 mile an hour even it would seem that there's some magic going on there in the torque limitation field that actually stops them from breaking through you know what i mean breaking through that point now that's gonna come um i got a a partner that i developed some of the tesla stuff with me uh, that developed some of my tesla stuff with me and it's not gareth uh, in our manufacturing center and he's got a plaid coming too and he's like i really want to build this thing up to make it beat a nevera in a straight line i said well that's you know not gonna happen but I reckon we can do an eight. And to do that, there's gonna have to be a little bit of software hackery. Um, But from what we've seen so far, what we really, really, really need to do is engineer lightness into the car. Now, I have some real good plans. I mean, Tesla have done a pretty good job of making the car lighter than the outgoing Raven. They've done a really good job of that. Um, But I reckon I can make it even lighter again with some a fairly extensive range of bolt-on parts so if you're listening to this you know who you are we're going to have a new plaid as soon as we can do our hands on one and we're going to strip it down to nut and bolt and we're going to do what colin chapman did back in the lotus days when he would say what we do is we add lightness so that's exactly what we're going to do with this car we're going to add lightness and see how far we get now on to other EV matters before we shut down for today. Um, my offsider Gareth Norton, he, you know, he's is a, a big critic of EVs, but he's also a bit of a lover deep down. But he came, he came up with a really good point the other day because as he's, you know, working around, walking around a workshop or working around a workshop, he does a lot more work than I do. He'll be off and like, moving, you know, having to walk around Teslas, walk around charge cables and this sort of thing. And he goes, Martin, you know what? These EVs, are just a nuisance. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. You've always got them plugged in. You're always charging the bloody things. They're always in the way. EVs and EV own, EV owners are just nuisances. And I thought, that's a bit rich coming from you, mate. You drive a, whatever it is, a Bajero Sport or whatever, destroying the world with, you know, your diesel fumes, even though it runs full emission controls and it has a DPF because he's not even, he's that stupid to pull a DPF off it. You know we we don't like people that do that because it's just wrong and it's rotten and it's like you know why do this they don't go any better for it anyway um but yeah he goes you're just nuisances and and and, and car companies are stupid and i said well why is that well he's having a look at the mazda cx30 or whatever the electric thing that they released the other day it's got like he does like i don't know uh, in real world about 130 140 k's on a full charge and it's not cheap it's like why well, would you what is wrong with these car companies that they're doing this when really what they should be doing is 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 working on just a more refined product and if they're going to make a car that's electric that does like 130 140 k's unless if you put anything in it or point it up a hill like why isn't it like 20 grand because that's what it should be well, and again it comes back to a point that are made in earlier epicasts and that point being is that car manufacturers are doing all of this stuff in my opinion because they've been caught with their pants down by oncoming legislation and other manufacturers such as tesla they've been left with their pants down and they're all just scrambling to bring stuff to market and yeah they're getting it to market but most of it is absolute dross dross is a nice word for all my listeners um it's a substitute word for shit because yeah they shouldn't be doing this you know they should be they should be taking their time rather than trying to I mean Mazda haven't made anything good since the RX-7 in my opinion and uh, when they killed the rotor they sort of killed my interest in the whole thing I mean they make some nice SUVs and stuff like that but let's face it if they did a hybrid with a wankle that would be the hybrid I would buy. Imagine that! Imagine having a hybrid with a rotor in it, some little rotor that you could actual peripheral port, and put an exhaust on, and have EV boost. Now that would be a shit hot thing. And apparently Mazda were in the throes of doing that or trying to design that or patent something to do with that. And you know the powers that be, because all these car companies are just losing money these days, hand over fist, because they're too late to the party. The thing got canned. Could you imagine? like an MX-5 hybrid with a rotary in it that was, you know, weak as piss to start with, but you could port and you could do stuff with, that would be absolutely incredible. You know, juice up the current electric motor, improve the electric motor, make a couple hundred more kilowatts out of the rotor, make it filthy, that would be cool. You know, normally I'm not one that's into emissions, but when it comes to emissions from a rotor, I think all can be forgiven Because that wankle sound is so good. And yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, only wankers own wankles. But if that's the case, I'm proud to be called a wanker. Because you know what? There's wankers and then there's liars. None of which are on this EpiCast. So yeah, everyone's moving too fast. Slow down, guys. Do what you do best. Forget this crap for synthetic fuels. Legislators, allow petrol or, or, you know, ice internal combustion engine cars to be sold for a bit longer let's not rush this and mess it up it sounds a bit like a vaccine rollout doesn't it and we all know how that's gone in some countries don't we australian listeners not that i want to get political but yeah slow down take a few deep breaths read the book of buddha if must be but whatever just don't rush it because Otherwise, there's going to be lots of crappy Vs out there, not enough good petrol cars, and everyone is going to have range anxiety. So remember to send me your feedback. We love you, Zoll.